Equine health is our business. Horses and education are our passion. Welcome to the EquiConnect podcast. Here we will have case-based conversation and talk about interesting news and information with the goal of sharing knowledge, focusing on equine health. Hi, it's Mike Powell, and welcome to a special edition of the EquiConnect podcast. Many of you who have been online the last few days have heard about the big news involving McKee Panel Equine Services and our partnership with the Altano Group. There's been a lot of discussion, pros, cons, all in between. When everybody gets online, they start talking. And so we thought we'd have a special episode where we could bring in the founders and the current leaders of the practice. So joining me is uh, Dr. Melissa McKee, also Dr. Maggie Turner, and Stephanie Keeble, who is our operations manager. So welcome, everybody. Hi there. Maggie, let's talk to you first. Let's start with you, because I always love how you phrase this in terms of why did we partner with Altano? So I guess there's multiple reasons why this was a good fit. Certainly in this climate of equine medicine, we wanted to find a way where McKee Panel could be sustainable in the future beyond Mike, Melissa, and myself, and not just for the clients and the patients, but for the staff. And Altano shares the same values that we do as a practice with regards to taking care of all of those people. And it just seemed like a good fit and just a good transition from our our culture and our, our goals as a practice already. I would say, too, is like I've started talking to Altano. Let me just give a bit of context here. So you know, I've been very vocal within the veterinary community of being wary of selling to corporates. And in 2022, I heard about Altano and a friend of mine who has a really good practice in the Netherlands had sold. And I was really surprised because he'd always said I would never sell to corporate. So I called him up and I was like, why'd you sell? Like, I thought you were never going to sell. I thought we had a deal. And he's like, Mike, if we were sitting at the bar and talking about the kind of group that we need to help the equine profession, this is what we would come up with. And I'm like, oh, something different has happened. And so I went over and I visited them last year. And the fact that Altano was international, started in Europe, and it would all through Europe, but it was founded by vets. And in every region, it was still run by vets. I was like, this is so unique. And I really liked it. And I met Dr. Victor Baltus, who's the founder had had a huge practice in the northwest of, of Germany, and he had sold it and started it. And I was just like, this really feels good. And when they visited us later in 2022, I know, Stephanie, you were part of that conversation too. It was just like, this could work. I don't know what if you remember what your feelings were back in that conversation later last year. Absolutely. I think, at least from my perspective, you know, I'll be honest, I was a little bit wary of, you know, that quote unquote corporate group. But after meeting with them, I just left that meeting thinking they literally do align exactly with our values. And if we're going to go with a group ownership, this is definitely the one to do it with. You know, I was excited about the future and the possibilities that this opened up for not just myself, but also all of the support staff that we have at Mickey Panel. I think the big part of it is too is so many of these group practices focus just on the vets, which is great. But what we liked about Altano is that they wanted to involve the 
receptionists, the vet assistant, the technicians, everybody, and more education and sharing of knowledge. So that was huge. Melissa, what was your impression of like why you thought this would be a good thing for McKee Panel? Well, like Mike and Maggie, I've been all along very skeptical and uh, concerned about the the corporate buying of large numbers of veterinary practices. I was so surprised as, as Mike was when he told me of our of our veterinary friends in Europe who had joined up with this company. But when we started to get to know Altano and and Victor, the founding veterinarian, Dr. Baltos, and the other veterinarians uh, involved in the group, we started to realize that they really did align very well with what we had always had as our values and vision from a key panel equine services to do great medicine, to let great medicine be the priority, to look after the employees, not just the veterinarians, but everybody who worked in the practice. So McKee Panel could be a career as opposed to a temporary job as they moved on towards other things. And the fact that all of the practices that are part of Altona were very happy with the arrangement and no one felt pressured to do cookbook medicine or to change their pricing or how they operated was very appealing. So one of the differences I, I think with Altano is they look for practices that are aligned with the values and vision that we have in the key panel equine services and want to continue to support them in how they practice as opposed to collecting up a whole lot of practices and trying to change their culture or force them to fit a large corporate model. McKee Pownall is so incredibly important to us and what we've developed, it's family and we didn't want to lose any of that uh, in this transition. And so that is why we held off for years and never would have even considered this kind of arrangement until a very unique company like Altano came along. They're so different from the other other group ownership corporations. It's like a match made in heaven. I'll be honest. It's so funny story. So Stephanie and I were at a conference in Europe in Amsterdam last May, and there were some practices from Altano and like, or like Steph, all right, let's find out what's really going on. And so we really went out there. I was like, let's get some drinks into them. Let's let the liquor loosen the tongues. And even with that, they're all like, nope, they say what they're going to do, what they're going to do. And, and all the promises that they talk about that maybe you're suspicious of, they're like, they're doing it. That made us feel better. I should have talked about it. Like, why do they want McKee Pownall? So that was interesting too. So they have visited us twice. And what was very nice was, first of all, the impression. So we're talking about 60 practices. New Zealand, Germany, Scandinavia, France, Belgium, Netherlands, United States. They came to McKee Panel and made us really feel good as they're like, if this was in Altano, this would be one of the top practices. And as Canadians, we're sort of like, we don't like hearing so much kudos, but it was like the quality of medicine was like, wow, the culture, the way everybody gets along so well. They really noticed visiting the practices, everybody's enjoying being at work. Like what Stephanie was talking about, the alignment of values and vision, they're like, you're just that perfect fit for us and you can help us be better because that's what the whole thing about Altano is, is is sharing of knowledge and the collaboration so that we can all have better veterinary practices, offer better medicine and take care of our people better. So that was quite nice. Getting to a lot of the Facebook posts and the social media and, you know, people hear things kind of like us when we heard about 
corporate groups, you sort of have a different taste in your mouth. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to record this, address some of the concerns that people had. So let's start with the first one. So Melissa, you wrote an absolutely lovely letter that we posted on Facebook. So I thought some of these you can address. Some of the uh, questions people had were that our vets only work on commission and just want to upsell. You know, that's not actually a, a new accusation. That is something that we've run across for many, many years. And it couldn't be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, we're one of the very few practices that compensate veterinarians purely on a salary model. Their salary or their earnings are not linked to commission or billings. We made this decision because we wanted to encourage veterinarians to work together and collaborate and help each other out to distribute the workload and the caseload and to take the time to mentor new associates without having to worry that their own income would be negatively impacted. Because when you take time to teach and to share and pass workload along or to help each other out, you might bill less as an individual, but it still contributes so much to the culture of the practice and the quality of medicine that we're able to do that it's a no-brainer for me. It's obvious how we should be looking after people in the practice. So no one has ever given a commission structure or a production structure, and they're never urged to uh, inflate prices or increase their billings. And one case in point is several of our veterinarians are deeply involved in mentoring our interns and the veterinary students that we have come in. We encourage veterinary students to spend time with us so they realize that equine practice is a viable career option for them. Uh, and that takes a lot of time out of their day. And if we had put them on production pay, they would really be torn between looking after the next generation and trying to bring them along and making sure that they were meeting their own bottom line. So we take that pressure away from those vets so they can devote the time to other, quote, non-billable, um, but very important parts of practice and, and the future of veterinary medicine, and they don't have to worry. If I can just chime in on, on that comment, I feel like I've, I've heard this before as well, like Melissa said, and I always like to think of it more of we have the ability with the services we provide, the people that we have on board with regards to vets and, you know, different services and different specialties that we can give people so many options. So we're able to give you your platinum option, your gold option, your silver, your bronze, and those are all totally okay options and are doing the best for your horse within a budget. And that's where I feel, you know, maybe the upselling confusion comes that we have so many choices because we're able to provide an array of services from diagnostics to treatments. But at the end of the day, we are very respectful and appreciate everybody's budgets and their relationships with their horses. And we're always happy and capable of working with within those. Yeah, I think one of the things is that all of us have had horses and all of us had vet bills. And I think a lot of that is what motivated us to become vets. And I would say that applies to pretty well all of our vets. So that's kind of something that's front of mind with us all the time is, can we make this healthcare accessible? Steph, I'd like to ask you a question because talking with the staff and hearing how they interact with clients too is one of the concerns is, well, it's a corporate group. All they're going to do is raise prices. So what is your response to that? 
our practice philosophy has always been to have small increments in prices on an annual or semi-annual basis in order to stay in touch with the rates of inflation. That's just doing good business. You know, as far as our price is going to be impacted and we're going to have to jack our prices up now because we're part of a corporate group? Absolutely not. We're able to have control over those. So yes, our prices do go up every year as every business's prices go up. You know, the price of groceries go up. It's all in line. But those prices are not going up abnormally as a result of being part of this group. And I can get where people are confused because I know in the small animal world when corporate groups would come in, they would really jack up prices. And I know in even some of the equine consolidators, that has been a concern in the States too, but not at all. And again, this is one of the many drinks in questions that Steph and I asked about that. And they're like, no, they never give us pressure on how to price things. So that was really good. And they don't tell us what medicines to use, what vaccines to use. Their attitude is we're buying a winning practice, so why change anything? Melissa, do you want to comment on the expectations of quality of care now that we're part of Altano? High quality care has always been the expectation of our clients and that we've always done our our utmost to deliver that. Uh, I, I think that Altano will do nothing but augment that ability because, uh, you know, while we continue to operate as usual as autonomous doctors within McKee Panel under the Altano umbrella, we actually have much more access to specialists, both North America and worldwide, for case consultation, um, feedback rounds, special continuing education opportunities within the Altano group. And that also goes for the front office staff and the technicians. There are opportunities for continuing ed and even exchange programs amongst these practices. So We've always been collaborative internally, and that's made us all better doctors. And now we're going to have the opportunity to collaborate with so many more veterinarians in the group. I think that's one of the things I'm pretty excited about. And I know when we have introduced this to our staff, they love the idea of the collaboration. And Steph, you and the office managers went to a meeting already last fall in preparations for joining. So Maybe you want to just talk a little bit about that to give uh, listeners a bit of the idea of the collaborative nature of Altano. Sure. So we met with some of the practice managers from uh, some U.S. practices, and then uh, we were part of that as well. So all of our office managers from each clinic and myself. And it was was actually a really refreshing meeting being a part of. It was very welcoming and friendly even though we've never met any of these these other managers, just felt like you were talking to other friends. I think as far as the information that we were able to share, it's nice to know what are other practices doing? How are they improving their processes? Sometimes we can get into our own little bubble where we don't really realize how well we're doing internally and how good our processes actually are. And then you can go out and you see these other practices and how they're functioning. And it's nice actually in those situations to give yourself a little pat on the back to say, hey, we're doing a great job and be able to share some information back and forth with with some of those managers. But overall, it was just a really great welcoming experience and further solidified that, you know, this was the right decision for us. I was just going to comment on that a little bit, because when Stephanie came back from that meeting, to me, it also supports the collaborative nature of the organization with respect to 
you know, it wasn't a meeting where they were rolling out policies and procedures and how to do things. It was more of a a collaborative group effort where they were sharing ideas, which, you know, gave a a, a bit of a, a window into the bigger picture, which was nice. You know, it was everybody's there to help each other and share ideas more like you're at a a conference or, you know, continue education event as opposed to here's how we're going to do things in, in that regard. So I liked the feedback when Stephanie came back from that. Maggie, keep on with you because I know you spend a lot of time with our interns and students. You spend a lot of time yourself and Dr. Kate Robinson and Dr. Ruby Chow at OVC talking to the students. And we've sort of hinted that there's a lot of challenges in the equine veterinary profession. Maybe just sort of share the highlights of that and what we've been trying to do. And I think being part of Altona will really complement that. Yeah. I think that there has been some of that in the in the mainstream media lately, but I think it's essentially the shortage of of graduating vet students going into equine practice and of those that are going into equine practice staying with equine practice. And I'm sure there's entire podcasts dedicated to these conversations. But in brief, it's just the fact that we just aren't getting the students even who are interested in equine practice when they start vet school sticking to that stream and actually graduating and looking for jobs in equine practice. So it is making it very difficult to essentially sustain the number of equine vets out there to allow us to have a pool of people to be able to hire from, to be able to have the number of people we need to have quality life and share on call and and all of those things. So I would say it's been a challenge and Mickey Pownell has I would say, increased our efforts in the last couple of years by adding an internship program for the right candidate, spending more time, you know, mentoring students, having them ride along and and showing them that this is a sustainable career. You can have a quality of life because they're being told a lot of things that are very different than that. We've recently in the last couple of years stepped up our what we feel is our responsibility to the profession for that. And I mean, I, I don't know the details, but I feel like being part of a larger group with vet practices in North America, where we can collaborate on ways to improve that as well as get references for interns and students and associates will hopefully deepen the ability for us to do that. And Miki Pownell have a fair number of international vets work for us and whether this will you know, open that window a little bit and, and also give opportunities for maybe students who spend time with us to get connected with international practices as well. We need to take advantage of every opportunity out there to create a sustainable equine veterinary profession worldwide. Absolutely. Anyway, I don't want to spend a, a lot of time uh, respect the attention of everybody who's listening, but I just thought we'd just share some of the highlights of why we joined Altano, why Altano joined us, wanted us to be part of them, and the advantages that our clients are going to feel with being part of this and their horses and sort of dispel some of the the rumors that are going around. And if anybody has some questions or wants to talk to any one of us, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at info at mpequine.com or just call one of the practices. We'd be happy to chat with you. So Melissa, Maggie, Steph, thanks for uh, joining and sharing your insights. Thank you and looking forward to um, business as usual. Yes, thank you. Always here to squash any myths and, and chat about any concerns anybody has anytime. Thank you.
This podcast is not a substitute for regular and emergency veterinary care. Our purpose is to inform and educate horse people not to diagnose and treat medical conditions without a valid veterinary client-patient relationship.